Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. We'll see how Hobbit does, because he's all antsy right now. He got antsies in his yeah. pantsies. He doesn't wear pants, but he's got ants in them. It happens. Oh, looks like he's decided to sleep in the crinkle <laughs> tube. So, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, my cat has decided that she likes sleeping on the clean clothes on my floor. Yeah. Because well, I'm a disaster. <laughs> so there's clothes on my floor, obviously. I was like, I was like, oh, but well. She's decided clean. that she likes to curl up on there. Um, my mom has, she always has a blanket. It's like mom's blanket. She's had like many over iterations. And we got her a new one for this past Mother's Day. And, uh, the old one, which is like falling apart at the seams, mm-hmm. it's like basically almost a rag. It has a giant hole in it. Um, she had it like kind of tossed over on our church pew we have in our house for don't ask why. And, uh, Jinx is like, ah. This is now my bed. And she's, like, laying on that Fair. instead of the $40 heated bed we got her. Because <laughs> cats. Because cats. Yeah. I went and visited a friend the other uh, week, and she has two cats. And one of them is very, very sweet. And when I'm sitting on the couch, he just comes up and starts, like, licking my hair. Aww. It's really weird. But oddly like, comforting. Let me, let me clean you up, honey. She's like she's like a a, a late an old lady yeah. who like licks I'm their like, thumb. It's like let me get that schmutz off, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, it, it's a little boy. Oh, but, yeah, okay. So he's like a grandpa like, who's like, let me get that schmutz off, yeah. And then my friend's like, oh, you can like push him off, and I'm like, no, it's fine. I don't have to shower. <laughs> yeah, his tuna breath will keep it clean. You know, sharing tongues, it's good. Right, right. It's a sign of trust, companionship. Except he's shedding way too much right now. Oh. Like, is he going bald? Jinx had a bald spot. It grew back. No, it's fine. I'm just not going to lick him. Oh. Oh. <sighs> I thought, like, something health-wise. Sharing was tongues like, is supposed to be a mutual thing? Overall. No, no. Sharing tongues is supposed to be a mutual thing, but I'm definitely not about that. Well, I think if we two legs want to share tongues, uh, the best and most appropriate way to do that is to brush and or pet the cat. Because that's... Yes, exactly. Or, or cut their... That's... Or trim their claws. Like, that's the type of grooming we can do that's not unhygienic. Yeah. Claw trimming is definitely uh, not something that uh, comforts my cat, even though it happens. Um, but the petting is... Yeah. Yeah. You know what she did today, this morning? No. I was sitting here with my coffee, and she gets up and just headbutts the mug right into my teeth. <laughs> it was warm. Why? It was warm. It was already Why? it was already headed towards that orifice. So she was just giving you a helping it so headbutt. Deliberate. Helping headbutt. It was a deliberate helping headbutt. I think it was 100% yeah, deliberate because yeah. she was like, ooh, warm thing for my face. And also, mom's already drinking it. Here, let me do you a favor. Let me do you a solid. Bonk. <laughs> She's been headbutting so aggressively lately. Just like, just like, oh, yeah, love ya. <laughs> well, speaking of love, uh, let's go to, let's go to, uh, are we still in Barley's? No, oh, we left Barley's. Right. Well. Because I'm Ember Heart. <laughs> I'm Tangle Tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Warrior Cats. What is that? They were like, Barley was like, whoa, way too many people are here. And I forgot we already, like, slept the night and we were going to leave. No. Yeah, well, Ravenpaw's still with them. Oh, right, because he's going to walk them uh, as far as he knows. Yeah. What a, yeah, what a good they're, idea. They're standing at high stones right now. Yeah. So uh, Ravenpaw actually points them in the direction of a path across, like, a bunch of fields and, like, littered with two-leg fences and stuff. And uh, then they leave. So no more Ravenpaw anymore. That was the last of him Bye, for now. Bye, Ravenpaw. Sorry. Aww. Goodbye. That was, was two little times spent with my good, good boy. I know. I know. So uh, they're walking along, having a good time. Uh, there's a lot of sheep 
Ugh. And the sheep are staring at them. Yes! Bah! And, and Stormfur's like, you'd think they've never seen a cat before. Probably, honestly. And Tawny like, why haven't. would they? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like sheep are usually in houses. And even barn cats probably keep their, like, sheep are big. They have hooves. Yeah. No barn cat is going to get close to that. Are you kidding me? Unless it's no. unless it's a nice one that lets like literally I think the only time a barn cat will even try to get close to a sheep is when they're being sheared and they're like I want that wool because you know cats adore wool. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Oh, oh yeah. my god! Okay, I can share my fun fun but sad fact. This is not cat fact, um, because I do have a sad <laughs> fact to share. So, uh, hobbits. I'm sorry. Wool set me off because it was part of what I had learned. Um, Hobbit has picked up a new um habit of he the tissue box which i keep next to my bed um he likes to rip the tissues out one by one and eat them um and i was like joking uh-huh. around i was like what do you have pika little boy and then i googled it and cats can get pika they and yeah. uh apparently it's like it, it's it's uh in it's prevalent in some breeds like uh oriental cats um but also it can be a sign that because you know in in humans and i didn't really research too deeply into it because it's not this is not a cat fact um that you know in humans it can be uh um you know a what is that word a missing deprived but not deprived when you're missing something in your diet oh um deficient yeah so one of the reasons uh, humans can have pica is they're possibly deficient in something like iron, and so your brain like sees like chalk or something, and it's like, oh yes, I will eat that and get the the minerals I need, because um, you know monkey brains. And uh, but it also for humans it can also be you know um, a psychological thing. Uh, in cats, it's yeah. uh, from what I saw, it's like either in breeds or it can mean that they were weaned too early. Yes. And that made me mm-hmm. a little emotional because uh it's not like Hobbit had a choice. Um so I put I put the t- it's not like he was eating like a whole tissue and it, it was just tissue paper yeah. which can pass pretty easily. But since he has such a sensitive tummy and I've 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 battled diarrhea for too long for too hard and too long, <laughs> I from him, <laughs> not myself, but you know. Um I decided I will put the tissues up where he can't access it because I think it's just too fun for him. It's too fun to, like, tear it off and then eat a little bit. Um, And, yeah, uh, but another thing is cats also, if they have access, and this is why they like a wool, like a little wool felted ball so much, is they will also chew on that. And it's, like, it's not necessarily bad for the cats um, if they're, like, you know, kind of doing that nursing thing on it. Um, But, you know, if they are consuming wool... Uh, or like paper. Don't. Yeah, you got to be careful that they don't eat a lot of it. And also, some cats will like be like metal, which is super. Uh, apparently, my my cousin when I shared this fact with her. She once knew a cat because she used to work at a veterinary clinic that just was super super into uh, dimes and pennies. So, um, oh. which are less easy to get out of a cat than paper yes. or tissue. So, yeah, I found out that. Uh, cats can also have pica, which if yeah, dogs can too. Yeah. Also, no shame. I'm not hating on but, anyone with pica. I used to eat chalk and dirt and stuff as a kid. I think I had a really mild case. <laughs> Don't know why. Uh, I'm all good now. I I just chew gum. Yeah, I, don't know. I I had that with Amira too, where um, except she was like sucking and chewing on my fingers mm. and i googled it i'm like is my cat trying to eat me and they're like no she was probably weaned too early and then i'm like oh take my fingers they're yours yeah i mean <laughs> like hobbit did the finger things back when i was you know feeding him with the dropper because he associated my yeah. hand with food um he doesn't do it that mm-hmm. anymore but that's crazy because how old was amir when you got her she was like like two yeah so wow she really sees you as a safe person yeah, my baby girl. All right. Unless I have a vacuum. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that aside. I just was thinking, I was thinking about wool, and that got me down that rabbit hole. I went on my own this week. Fun times. Super fun. Well, Squirrelpaw says that she's never seen a sheep before, so she goes and gives one a sniff. Okay. And they smell really gross. <laughs> I thought I was like, man, she's gonna pick the one that's the ram and just get just, just kicked. Straight to Star Clan. 
<laughs> she, nah, they just stanky. Yeah, I mean, it's not like sheep are known for smelling pleasant. No. You literally do need to wash the poo-poo out of their wool when you cheer them. So. Yeah. Well, Feathertail wonders aloud why they need to go to Sundrown Place. Why couldn't Star Clan have just told them? Why do they need to hear the message at midnight? Mm, well, okay, maybe. Because, maybe, okay, uh, hear me out. Uh, maybe because okay. Brambleclaw was the only one asleep that one night. He got the message because he was sleeping and everyone else was being little night owls. So he had the dream at midnight. The thing is, when they all gathered at Fortress before, they were all supposed to take a nap. Because that's weirdly, oh. weirdly, think about it. Think about medicine cats. Think about war, the, the leaders. They always end up taking naps. Naps are very important in warrior and overall in cat culture. So if they were supposed to hear a message, they should have tried snoozing instead of just standing around being like, because Star Clan is not one to usually, I mean, they have done like given messages when people were awake, but usually it's much more uh, their sort of, uh, style to do it when you're asleep. So maybe they were like, crap. Yeah, yeah. No. Firestar always takes a nap when he's yeah. got a big decision. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's not a bad, it's not bad advice. If you're feeling stressed and you don't know what to do, maybe take a nap or just take a lie down. Take a nap. You might, you, take a nap. You might, you might be surprised. Take a nap. After ha- some rest, what, what your brain will come up with. Well, Crowpaw snorts. Oh God, Crowpaw. Who knows? He says maybe Brambleclaw can tell them, since he's the only one who's seen this place. So here's the- Or so he says. So here's the thing, Crowfeather. Um, here's the thing, bud. Um, this is a team effort. This is a team effort. So when you start providing ideas and venues for us to explore, then this will be a full team effort. Because right now- the only one offering an option is Bramble Cost. So we will do what he suggests. Uh, because I don't see you coming up with, you know, any plans or ideas. I've all I've heard from you is backtalk and sass. So I'm gonna need you to zip it until you decide that you actually want to go on this life-changing and possibly client-saving journey. Okay. Well, to Brambleclaw's surprise, Squirrelpaw jumps to his defense. And says exactly what Brenna just said. And says word for word what Brenna just yelled. Well, basically, uh, well, she says he didn't ask for the second dream. It's not his fault that StarClan chose him. Yeah! Well, Crowpaw's... I I want everyone to know I am the friend... uh, that if someone's making you uncomfortable uh, at a bar or just in a place, um, will be so ferociously at your side. Dangerously so. <laughs> and I'm the friend that my friends uh, try to get to do that, and then I totally miss the signals and end up playing beer pong nope. with strangers. Maureen, you, you, are, you are the one who keeps things like at a, at a cool level. When things are getting tense, we just point at Maureen and Maureen is over playing beer pong or like sitting down and having an an intimate discussion, an aggressive discussion about warrior cats. We're like, guys, we should all get on her level because look at that. She's not starting any fights. That's where we should be. Like you are the example of who everyone else should be. (laughs) Thank you. When you're not actively running away. Yes, obviously. (laughs) Well, Crowpaw says in Wind Clan, apprentices know when to keep their mouths shut. Oh, so you'll be quiet from now on, Squirrelpaw asks. Got him! Got him! Got him! Yeah, I mean, Crowpaw stalks. Where did he see that going? (laughs) He literally he set that up. It was like t-ball. That was like he put it on a literal pedestal for her to be like, "Whoop!" Yep. Ugh. Well, Brambleclaw tells her thank you for backing him up. Squirrelpaw's eyes flash and she's like, angrily. Uh, you better have she's... you better have good good reason for me doing that because that was embarrassing for me that I had to lower myself no, she... to do that for you. She says, she says she's not doing it for him. She just doesn't want Crowpaw to think Wind Clan is so much better than Thunder Clan. 
She lets out an annoyed hiss and dashes off to the front of the group. It's like, I mean, guys, Tulsar is still there. Come we on. have living proof that Win Clan, for a while, maybe that's why Crowpaw has so much to prove, is that they, they've kind of been under ThunderClan's wing for so long that they're like, no, we can little do bit. things. We're not just your little pet project. We are our own clan who does not need constant help. But also, um... Crowpaw's just kind of a small, angry gremlin. Yeah, he's very... Also. You know what? I didn't know a lot about his dad, but... Who... Do we... Who's his... I was about to say trainer. Who's his mentor? Uh... Mudclaw, the deputy. Oh! So his dad was the previous deputy, and now his mentor is the current deputy. Mudclaw. We don't- I mean- Mudclaw's a tool. Yeah, I was like, I don't think we've had any pleasant interaction. No, we've never had a pleasant interaction with Mudclaw. Mm. Besides his name being kind of funny. And also, I realize all the time, I was thinking of mud crabs from Skyrim, but- you get a claw from them That's if okay. you kill them, so. That is true. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Brambleclaw calls out for her not to get too far ahead, and she ignores him. Brambleclaw is uncomfortably aware that no one else had tried to defend him. Not even Tawny Pelt. Well, do they all have doubts about his dream? They didn't really get a chance, like... To be fair, no. San- uh, no, I was about to call her Sandstorm because she's acting like it, but uh, Squirrel- I did leave out a little bit of Crowpaw and Brambleclaw's bickering. Yeah, I was going to be like, Squirrel- Squirrelpaw kind of shut that down real quick, and honestly, probably everyone else is- just is going by the like rule of just let Crowpaw be annoying until he burns himself out. Or like he says something <laughs> yeah. that steps so far past the line that we need to shut him down. Um, I think, like, saying, why are we all listening to you, is just actually just, uh, it's the regular kind of white noise he's been making. So, it's, I don't yeah. blame everyone else for ignoring it. Uh, that's your anxiety talking, dude. Don't know why suddenly you have that again. Well, he feels the heavy weight of responsibility. If any of his companions are injured or killed on this journey, it would be his fault. Uh, I mean... Well, save for Crowpaw and Squirrel Flight, um, <laughs> they are all warriors, and technically everyone is an adult. Like, technically, yeah, Squirrel Flight and, um, oh god, not Squirrel Flight, she's still Squirrelpaw, sorry. Squirrelpaw and Crowpaw, they're, they are still learning, but we've agreed that they're, you know, if anything, they're older teens to young 20s at this point, probably hitting more like the 16, 17 range, which is, you're not at all like uh, fully developed in your brain to be an adult, but you're at a level where you're like, hmm, I can take responsibility for my own choices. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you will feel that guilt. I won't deny it. You probably will because that's just who you are, Brimbleclaw. Yeah, obviously. Um, but it's they all chose to follow you. I think they would have made a bigger stink if they thought it was a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. I don't think any of them will hold back on your account. <laughs> not even your sister. <laughs> no. No. I think definitely not his. I sister. think what I said before was true. It's they just don't have better options right now. Yeah. Well, they reach their first thunder path at Sun High. There's a curve to it and a tall hedge, so they can't see the monsters coming until the last moment. Remember, Brandon I wonder, crouch. You know how like some highways have like those giant walls. Yeah, I, I, those they even that would suck. Yeah, I'm like God. What if they just are like, whoa, okay, we'll get on the top of this fence, and then there's just absolute thunder thunder path chaos underneath I, i'd be like we gotta turn back actually never mind changed my mind we're not doing this yeah. anymore usually they're really really tall but if there's a tree or something i guess i catch yeah it. they're but they're usually have those little I but they usually have those little steps leading up you know oh yeah so yeah, i would I hope it they were like oh look there's an ending and they go around they're like never mind actually this big wall's here for a reason this is just a hedge but i suppose if other cats have traveled to this place and met barley and um uh ravenpaw it's there, there's not like a highway 
or like I'm sure there's not like the most dangerous like I'm sure there's dangers but it's not an impossible way to traverse yeah it's definitely it's possible to get from one point to another recommended we'll see Brambleclaw crouched on the edge of the thunder path next to Squirrelpaw and he says um, that when he says now to run then she'll be fine Squirrelpaw has been in a bad mood since her fight with Crowpaw, and she hisses that she's not scared. No, I know you're not scared. Tawny Pelt says that she should be. Oh, yeah. Cats have died on Thunderpaths. Yeah. You're, you're... Squirrelpaw looks at her with wide eyes and nods like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, all right, Squirrelpaw, pack in that little bi-curiosity girl I see right through you. You're like, I will never let a man speak to me that way. But a girl, and she like takes her hair and puts it behind her ear. But a beautiful girl, I'll always listen to you, Miss Tani, Miss Tani, uh, uh, Miss Tani Pell. I will always listen to you. I admire you so much. You're so as, strong. <laughs> as I've said before, Goldenflower had two beautiful. Right, children. and she's like, Miss Tani Pell. Can you tell me what what's dangerous again? Uh, the Thunderpath. Oh my God, I take you so seriously, and will always listen to you. And uh, Brambleclaw's over here being like, am I? I just told you the same thing. <laughs> Honestly, Brambleclaw, like, same. I'm on Squirrelpaw's side. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I mean, I think there is a right answer. Yeah. There's a right answer in the answer of Tawny Pelt. <laughs> well, Tawny Pelt says good. And when Brambleclaw tells her to, she needs to run like she's never run before. Oh, so I still have to listen to him. Okay fine for you well Brambleclaw says that before they cross they need to decide what to do on the other side dance they can't see beyond the hedge and can't smell anything because of the thunder path oh well i think they should all they're gonna be rushing in blind oh well just like stay in the hedge oh that's not enough room um well Stormfur says that they should just go straight through and that if there's any danger on the other side the six of them should be able to handle it there's six of us. What could go There's wrong? There's gonna be, like, a dog. Like, a pug or something. Something real, like, some small dog. Like, you know, labs and, like, big breed dogs will mess up small animals and cats. However, you get into, like, a small breed dog's territory and they're not expecting you, be ready to get your crap rocked. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of small breeds that are bred to be, like, ratters Exactly. And stuff, you know, exactly. where it's, like... They're deadly. If, if you are slightly smaller or, like, around their size, they're like, finally. If you're twice their size, they're like, finally. Look at that big rat. It's finally time. <laughs> I'm gonna eat it. Like, there's a reason why uh, some animals have to wear anti-coyote vests. It's not because the coyotes are coming for the animals. <laughs> Those dogs are going for the coyotes. Although, around here they are. Yeah, no, I know. But... I'm, I'm joking, obviously. I'm, I know. Yeah. Well, I, I both first plan admire is and fear small dogs, is what I'm saying. I think they get a- Thank goodness there's a sensible cat here. Yeah. Let's, let's, I think- Well, let's just all do our best. That's my, that's my idea. <laughs> well, the cats agree with his plan, even Crowpaw, and Stormfur tells Brambleclaw to give the word. Brambleclaw strains to listen. One monster passes, then another one from the other side. Then there's quiet. Now he yowls and he leaps forward. Squirrelpaw is keeping pace on one side and Feathertail is on his other. They reach the other side and Brambleclaw forces himself through the hedge. He bursts through to a leaping flame. Smoke fills his throat. A two-legged kit comes running towards him, and there's the loud barking of a dog. Did they, like, run into a grill? What? There's there a, a campfire? I'm confused. How? Okay, keep going. Yeah, it's a campfire. Oh, it's a campfire? Oh, man, he just chose, like, mm-hmm. the wrong spot of the hedge to, hedge to pop out of. Yeah. Also, who builds a campfire that close to their hedge? You're just asking to start a fire. They're the ones who keep starting the wildfire. Well, I don't think... It's not lightning. It's these irresponsible two legs. <laughs> Squirrelpaw, stay with me, Brambleclaw shouts, but he turns and she's already gone. 
Stormfur is yelling that they need to stay together over here. But Brambleclaw can't see any of his companions. He races to a holly bush and crawls underneath, and he presses up against fur. It's Feathertail. Gunk. He asks if she's seen the others, but she hasn't. Brambleclaw says he's sure they're fine and gives her a comforting lick. Okay, we are. He peeks out to see, thankfully, that the fire looks to be contained by the two legs, and the kit has joined the adult by it. So yeah, it seems like, I don't know, they're burning things. They were probably, like, what season is it? Um, it is fall, so they're probably burning yeah, leaves. Yeah, I was gonna be like, they're probably burning leaves. Or it's getting to fall. Yeah. He can hear the dog, but not see it, and the smoke prevented him from smelling it. And he still can't see any of the other cats. They're hiding. Brambleclaw tells a shaken feather tail um, a plan before panic freezes her completely. They're going to go past the two legs, since they aren't paying attention, and get into a tree. And then from there, they can go anywhere. So Feathertail dives out, and Brambleclaw's close at her paws, and they reach the safety of the branches. I'm trying to think about how them. overwhelmed I would be if I'm just, like, raking leaves with my dad one afternoon with my dog, Chip, and uh, I'm British also, and all of a sudden, out of our, like, blueberry hedge, smashes, f- like, f- six to five cat. who even knows? I- I'm like oh what and and then two seconds later they're gone i'd be like am i was that real uh, quit, quit, i bet it happens in britain quit all the time chip inside because there's i don't even know he will if they're five cats he'll lose put him inside yeah is it a prank is this um, a prank is, should i look around for cameras is there, like, a if I look over at the road, will I see an overturned, like, cat rescue van? All right, so they're in the tree. Yep. Hooray. Yay, we made it. But below them is a huge brown dog leaping up at Chip. them. Chip! Yeah, he's named, he's named Chip because he's chocolate chip, because he's brown, you know. Yeah. And the fence, um, the fences look too flimsy to run across without, like, risk of falling. So he's not positive how they're getting away. Feathertail says they'll never find the others at this rate. But, to their luck, a two-leg actually comes out and brings the dog back into its nest. Yeah. So that's pretty nice. Well, yeah. Thanks, two-leg. That's because they just went through what I went through. Like, we guys, we gotta put Chip away. For I don't know if those were imaginary cats or not. This isn't a- the dog's in a different garden, but- Oh. Well, that's his brother- yeah. that's his brother Chaco. Let's put- put okay. Chaco inside. We already put Chip inside. Put all the dogs inside. Uh, the neighbors saying something about like a herd of like feral cats just bursting through bushes, and I know Harold like is maybe like a little bit off his rocker, uh, but uh, John, his son, said that he also saw it. So I I believe them. Put Jocko away. Well, Brambleclaw picks his way across the flimsy fence and looks across the other gardens. Feathertail joins him. She can't see or hear the others. Brambleclaw says that's a good sign. If they'd been caught, they'd be making quite a ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, where have they, like, frozen in fear? Well, and he's not sure if that's true, but it seems to reassure Feathertail. Honestly, I, I think he's correct. Yeah, I think... Yeah, Cats are not known for going anywhere screen. quietly with, against their will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Brambleclaw says that they should actually walk across the thunder path on the other side of the hedge, because the monsters will stay on the path, and the gardens obviously aren't safe. Yeah, gardens are super dangerous. Feathertail asks what about the others, and he doesn't know exactly how to answer that. And anxiety sits deep in his belly as he thinks of Squirrelpaw, alone and bewildered in this frightening place. You guys, how would you, like, call like, out? Like, do a meh! And, like, see if you hear anyone call out. Yeah. Like, let them know. Marco Polo We're, we're in this. a tree! Are you guys also in a tree? Well, he tells Feathertail that their companions will probably do the same, and maybe they're even waiting for them. If not, he'll come back after dark when the two legs are in their nest. She's like, listen, you're a nice dude, but your ideas are not exactly the average thought of every cat. I don't think they're going to do the same <laughs> 
So they, um, they walk along the hedge, and at the end, there's a tangle of bushes. Feathertail keeps watch while Brambleclaw goes into the bushes to call out to their companions. There's no reply and no familiar sense. Where did they go? Feathertail has a mouse when he comes back out. And she asks if he'd like to share. She caught it, but doesn't feel much like eating. Mm. He thanks her and tells her to try not to worry. He's sure they'll find the others soon. Feathertail says she hopes so. It feels so weird to be without Stormfur. They've always been closer than most litter mates. And then it must come from having a father in another clan. And, and then, and then, Bramble Claws just like, oh, that hurt. Yes, actually, Bramble Claw nods. He had felt so close to Tawny Pelt when they were kids, as they tried to make sense of the blood-stained legacy that Tiger Star had left behind. <laughs> And Feathertail says, of course he must understand that. Brambleclaw shrugs and says he certainly doesn't miss his father as much as she misses Graystripe. And she's like, "Mm, fair, sorry, forgot. You have some complex familial stuff. Um, My dad also betrayed our clan, but like in a less murder way. Yeah. Honestly, he betrayed like two clans, but... Yeah, yeah, he did. He did do a double whammy. But he didn't murder, so... He didn't murder anyone. Didn't, and also didn't murder children. He's like, okay, you can you, you can stop listing the things. <laughs> and he didn't set a bunch of dogs loose on... He's like, oh, I, I said already, we're done. And Brimbleclaw says he wishes he could honor his memory, but he can't. Feathertail presses her muzzle to his shoulder and says it must be hard. They see Graystripe at gatherings, at least, and they were so proud when he was made deputy. Mm. Rumbleclaw says Graystripe is proud of them, too, and he's glad to be off the subject of his own father. Yeah, he's like, your dad just never shuts up. He, the only thing he talks about more than you guys is Firestar. Um, I actually don't think he should have been chosen as deputy because he literally only talks about you guys and Firestar. Um. He literally betrayed two clans, and maybe he shouldn't have been deputy, but, like... But, like, um, you know, it's... it's Okay. That's past... Maybe, like, Dustpelt should have been deputy, someone to, like, uh, challenge him. Past or, like, past uh, is past. you know, mouse Past is past. Okay, move him. on. What? Okay. We bring this up every time we talk about him as a deputy. We're so mean. I'm sorry, We're very Grace, Sorry, Grace, sorry. But not sorry. They finish the mouse and start to plan their next moves. Outside of the bush, Brambleclaw looks at the blazing trail of the setting sun. But they can't continue until they've found the others. They're not here, Feathertail murmurs. No, Brambleclaw says. He'll have to go back. She can stay here in case. A furious yowl interrupts him. Voices of angry, frightened cats come from the closest garden. There they are, Brambleclaw gasps, <laughs> and they're in trouble. Oh no, is there like a big boy cat over there? Uh, should we do a cat fact? Yeah, actually, I was just going to ask if you'd hit me with a cat fact. Sure. Alright, folks. So, today, we're going to be talking about, uh, once again, the cat race. Um, these ones, I don't really think I, I, I don't really uh, know as much about, like, the society world etc etc i don't really feel the need to give my uh disclaimer again but it it goes to stand that it applies to anything when I, I, i'm talking about a fictional race um but yes. today we're gonna be talking about world of warcraft in their fiction oh yeah so cats wow cats are pretty prevalent in world of warcraft um they're are like because in World of Warcraft you can have things like mounts, which are uh, animals that you ride, and like uh, some have different personalities, appearances, etc., etc. Benefits. Uh, you can also have uh, battle pets, like pets that like fight with you. Um, also, you can just have straight mm-hmm. up pets that like don't <laughs> have any really benefit, but they oh, they're cute. And also, there are NPCs um, and uh, other races and beasts that are cats. So or cat-like. Um, so start off, I'm going to talk about, there are three humanoid uh, cats, 
uh, racist in World of Warcraft. Um, I'm definitely not going to get into everything about them. This is just going to be summary. If you want to look into it more on your own, I will have my sources linked in the description. Because uh, there's like, there's so, so much. A lot. Yeah. So yeah. starting off, we're going to be talking about the Tolvir. Um, and these guys are uh, feline humanoids um, that uh, are, they used to work for the Titans um, to guard like their machinery and their, uh, you know, sort of uh, different uh, repositories that they had. And they're kind of cool. They look mm-hmm. a bit like um, a centaur because uh, their upper body is cat-like. It's like a lion or a tiger. It's mm-hmm. more like a tiger. And, but they also have four uh, paws underneath them. Ah, and yeah. uh, they have, uh, so they have like feline lower bodies and, and their heads, but the, the human torso on the top. Um, they have three distinct tribes, the Ramkahan, the Neferset, and the or- Orsis. Please excuse my um, pronunciation for all of those. And they can also, some of them can get this thing that's called the Curse of Flesh. And it can turn um, them into stone, or then partially into stone. Um, oh, yikes. Yeah. And so they have their own language and their own society. Uh, they can. There's basically two factions in World of Warcraft. Um, they have their own deep history of like their, the Civil War, what they chose to do. Um, and... But there's the Horde and the Alliance in World of Warcraft, and they can speak with both of them through common. Uh, but mm-hmm. they also have their own language, which some of them think is, uh, some people believe is derived from Titan, uh, since that was who created them. Um, mm-hmm. They also mummify their dead uh, society, um, and they're basically guardians, is sort of what they do. Uh, they can also sometimes have wings. Next, there are these uh, Saberons, or Saberons, which are basically just giant uh, bipedal cats. Um, they are, they yeah. have giant claws, big old tusks, um, and they they Ooh. will just murder the crap out of you if they get the chance. Um, they yeah. they are hunters, but also uh, some of their uh, people in their race also practice magic and can shadow step so they can appear behind you and just take you out right there. Um, they're six to seven feet tall um, and they have uh, uh, shadow shapers, which are the uh, wielders of magic. They also have uh, witch doctors um, and they have their own rituals and customs. Um, they they will eat other humanoids if given the chance. <laughs> um I also Yum. think they have some of the coolest names, which could technically be used as warrior cat names if you're cool. Um, some of these might be. Oh. Let me list some for you, Maureen. Ash Ripper, Bone Seer, Broken Fang, Clawtooth, Goldmane, uh, Huntmaster, Ragor, uh, Razorpaw, Redclaw, Ripgut. Uh, Smokemaster, Soulfang, Sunclaw, Talonbreaker, Vicenaw. Like, I feel like Red Claw must have been one at one point, but otherwise, I thought Broken Fang would definitely been there at some point. But maybe uh, Ripcut. I can look at the wiki. Ripcut is like. so metal. Um, then uh, the the last humanoid race I'm gonna mention is the Tygon. Um, these we don't actually know a lot about because uh, they actually found the name by looking through the code of this character. Um, I think they only oh. appeared. Uh, like in a certain quest uh, because the thing about uh, World of Warcraft is they're always like premiering new things and some stuff gets retired like you can't play mm-hmm. all the different things like and some stuff has come back it's like yeah. anniversary um, so Tygon literally comes from the game files they don't know any other names um, these guys basically look like two big bipedal oh. panthers um, and this they, people believe the Saberon might have been inspired by the Tygon um Mm-hmm. And they were part of, I believe, like the Cataclysm event. Uh, so, yeah, not not too much is known about them. Cool, <laughs> but yeah, they're pretty cool looking. A couple other ones that aren't necessarily <laughs> um, these ones are not races, 
but I wanted to give a shout out to a couple of cats I found. Um, so <laughs> there is a certain raid that you do, and there is a Lich King uh, called uh, Kelthuzad, mm -hmm. and you and your like group will go and like take him down. Uh, Kelthuzad has a pet cat <laughs> named Mr. Bigglesworth, <laughs> and if during the raid uh, you kill Mr. Biggle Bigglesworth, Kalthuzad will yell out, No, a curse upon you, interlopers. The armies of the Lich King will hunt you down. You will not escape your fate. Which is exactly what I would also say if someone killed yes. my cat. Um, if someone killed my cat, I would go John Wick on them so hard. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't really affect... Uh, what happens in the raid so you don't have to unless you want to hear that special line so maybe don't uh there is a certain like vanity <laughs> pet you can have that will uh kill mr bigglesworth if you bring him along uh but just like oh no yeah so and what's funny is uh he's probably the only like living thing in like this lich king's uh, place because everyone else is undead um yeah uh, I, apparently you, you can nice. have him, uh, he is also found in, like, some secret places. Um, a couple other shout-outs, there's King Bangalash, which is, he's basically a white, uh, Bangladesh tiger, and, uh, you can get different quests mm -hmm. from him, uh, well, no, he, actually, he's not, sorry, he's not a quest, but he is a, a foe you can fight, um, he's level 43, so pretty high up there, and he will, uh, uh, he can also be a hunter pet, um, at one point. Um, and also Kimball is another, he is actually the God of Tigers, um, Lord of Beasts, King of Cats, uh, Doom of No Predator. Uh, he, he has multiple quests associated with him. Um, I believe his full name is, uh, Araka no Kimball, um, or just Kimball. Uh, and he's, uh, worshipped, um, by, uh, the Zandalari trolls and Farak. Um, so he, he is up there and you can do different quests for him um and also he has his own children and he's a really cool dude and uh my my cousin and her friends were like shout out these guys they told me about kimball um because she's a she plays wow um and the last one i want to give a shout out just because i found an image of him and i was like i'm in love <laughs> is jiggles uh jiggles is uh -huh. a cat companion <laughs> who is a plague regiment which means he is a cat skeleton covered in green jelly. Um, these, That's all I want. Yeah, and uh, in the pet journal it says, though not very fuzzy, this slimy feline is still one of the most adorable things you've ever seen. Um, and it's literally just a green little guy. Um, and he gives you some benefits in battles um, and has his own attacks uh, like slime, lick, and cute face. Um, so... Oh, and also swipe needle claw and slime trail. So at different levels, you can get those uh, attacks for jiggles. So yeah, that's a very brief overview of just a few of the cats featured in World of Warcraft. There are like hundreds of different um, mounts and pets and uh, different uh, NPC beasts that you can fight. And I'm, I definitely did not go as deep into Kimball as I could have. Uh, or even any of the races that have their own lore. So I will have my sources as always listed in our uh, uh, comment, not our comments, in our uh, episode description if you want to go into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I I am I think my favorite ones are Mr. Biggleworth and uh, uh, Jiggles, just because I love they're Jiggles. regular cats. You know how bad I want a cat skeleton. You know how bad I want a cat Probably skeleton. Badly badly and ethically sourced one of course oh well duh anyway uh yeah or a replica so that was today's cat fact wow yeah <laughs> all right are you ready you're gonna love this chapter so oh, much oh i'm ready okay what's what's about to happen you're not gonna be able to contain yourself oh, God. so brace okay. yourself all right. Leafpaw wakes up. We're with the girl. Oh, back with the lady. Yeah. 
it is the day of the half moon, so her and Cinderpelt will be joining the other medicine cats tonight at the Moonstone. Oh, cool. I suppose this is the closest we've kind of so far gotten into a medicine cat's life. This is great. Yep. So, um, she had only traveled there once before when she was accepted by Star Clan. So I guess, because it's been a few months, so I guess, like, Cinderpelt leaves her behind? I don't know. Maybe because um, it's, it's gonna be in the summertime. Everyone had, like, a little sniffle, so she's like, stay back here and help them. Maybe. I don't know. We're gonna kind of see, like, medicine cat stuff evolve over the yeah. next few series so. it, it, a lot of this it'll be interesting to discuss some of that. this could have been retconned Just... too or they could have forgotten no this is the main series no i know maybe they forgot <laughs> she's like started a couple months ago yeah well it's okay but i guess they don't always not all medicine cats always go usually you know one of them yeah. will but so it, it's not it's not out of the question. She probably just left her to but, um, man the place while she was doing whatever she needed to do. Yeah. Well, Cinderpelt is already up. Oh, wait. No, sorry. Um, so she had only been there once, and the experience would stay with her for the rest of her life. I guess it was a good nice. one. Cinderpelt is already up, and she says there's no scent of rain, so it should be a good journey. They head out of camp, and Leafpaw looks longingly at the fresh kill pile. But you can't share tongues with Star Clan if you've eaten beforehand. Oh. Let's see, we can find out. Ashfur is guarding the camp entrance and bows his head as they pass. Oh, thank you, Ashfur. That was very respectful. <laughs> yeah, well, Leafpool, Leafpaw is a little like. She's like, oh, I'm not used to this, like, uh, respect. I don't know what to do with this. I need my, I need my sister around to disrespect me a little bit. Yeah. So as they head towards four trees, Cinderpelt tells her to work on her scenting skills. See if there's any good herbs, they'll get them on their way back. As they approach four trees, Leafpaw says she smells Shadow Clan. It must be Little Cloud. <laughs> Cinderpelt nods. He usually waits for her. Do you remember their history? No. Oh, right. One well, of the cats. Leafpaw reflects on it. Yeah. So Leafpaw knows that Little Cloud chose the path of a medicine cat after Cinderpelt had saved his yeah, life. Yeah, we, we and they share a very strong bond of friendship. We mentioned it earlier in this book, didn't we? When we met them at the gathering, too. Probably. Anyway, well, Little Cloud is at the base of the Great Rock alone because he has no apprentice. And at this point, I was like, "Wait a minute, where's Running Nose?" Is Running Nose is that dead? Is find out? Are you kidding me? No, he's not. Oh. He's not dead. This book doesn't mention him at all. Running Nose got a really and bad cold this whole, this whole book. Yeah, but he is mentioned in the Shadow Clan allegiances as an elder. So I guess he retired. Maybe so. he was just slowing down. So he was like, I'm not going to go with all that extra stuff. I don't need to. If he's yeah, like, he's, he's like, I mean, if, 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 if Star, Star Clan had something that they needed to tell me, they would come and tell me. He had to be a medicine cat through Broken Star yeah. and Tiger Claws reign, I don't blame so, like, him. He's been through a lot. I don't blame him for, like, kind of taking it easy. He's like, listen, nobody's starving. Nobody's dying. You got this. Kid. I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah, you got it. You know what? I'm just gonna chill here. You got it. If anything crazy happens, I'm dying. Because I've been through yeah. it. I think I've... I've Let him I've rest. punched my card. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so Running Nose is retired. He's uh, chilling in his den, probably. Having a good time. Gossiping. Mudfur comes into the clearing. And his apprentice, Mothwing, is with him. Hi, Mothwing. Hi. I, uh, I, I followed the book pretty closely for this, for your benefit. Leafpaw is so pleased that she's here. Mothwing, she meows, it's so good to see you. The sun had fully risen and Mothwing's golden fur glowed amber. <laughs> that would be more obvious! And Leafpaw, and Leafpaw thinks again about how beautiful Oof. she is. Girl, you got it bad! <laughs> but her friendly greeting is not returned. Oh. 
Mothwing nods coolly and says greetings. She had wondered if Cinderpelt would bring her apprentice. Leafpaw thinks it sounds like Mothwing is kind of trying to put her in her place because she's already a warrior, so maybe she expected respect, not friendship, from an apprentice. Okay. And disappointment stabs Leafpaw like a thorn. Oh, the 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 the, the road of love is never smooth. It's all right, everybody. I'm not losing no. hope yet. Let's let's carry on. Well, she falls. <laughs> She falls back to follow the other medicine cats to win clan territory. She's so sensitive. I'm sorry. The... But, like, she also is. same. I'd be like, oh, alright. Like, if someone... She takes after her Yeah, daddy. if someone doesn't, like, greet me as warmly soul. as I, like, think, I'm like, I've, I've messed up. Oh, God, they hate me. Where her spirits rise as the breeze ruffles her fur. Mothwing padded behind her mentor, not joining in the talking of the other medicine cats. Leafpaw joins her. She says she didn't think Mothwing would be here. She thought Mudfur would have already taken her to the Moonstone. Mothwing swung around to look at her, amber eyes smoldering as if Leafpaw had offended her. Mm-hmm. Leafpaw flinches and starts to apologize, and Mothwing relaxes, the hostility dying in her eyes. No, I'm sorry, she says. It's not her fault. Mothwing does have a lot to prove. Well, yeah, and she heard Mudfur say at the gathering about waiting for a sign from Star Clan. The sign didn't come. Oh. Mothwing pauses and kneads at the ground. There was nothing, she says. She thought it meant Star Clan had rejected her, and of course the other cats were quick enough to talk about it. Just because her mother was a rogue and she's not clanborn, the fierce light returns to her eyes and then fades. Oh no, I'm so sorry, Leafpaw says. Mudfur had told her to be patient, but she's not really good at that. Love that. She was ready to leave the clan, but her brother Hawk Frost told her to be patient. He he said that she didn't have to prove her loyalty to jealous cats, only to Star Clan. And he said he was sure they would send Mudfur a sign eventually. And he was right, Leafpaw says, or she wouldn't be here. Yes, he was right. Mothwing says, relieved. It was only two days ago. Mudfur came out of his den, and there was a moth's wing at the entrance. Ooh, that's very specific. Wow, thanks, Star Clan. That, thank you. Wow, we need we yeah. need clear signs. Thanks, that was Star very Clan. clear. Probably because they're like, if we don't make this like absolutely so obvious, no one will accept it. Like, we decide to rip off a moth wing <laughs> for you guys. Like. It's a little disturbing, but we went that far. Well, Mudfur said there couldn't be a clearer sign than that. Yeah. And did Leopard Star? Leafpaw's cut off. Mudfur calls back and asks if they're coming. No. <gasps> Leafpaw and Mothwing share a startled glance and laugh. Because they're just so wrapped Mothwing up in each other. They're huh? just like so wrapped up in each other's company. Mm. Starclan had accepted her. And at this moment, Leafpaw couldn't imagine anything better than being a medicine cat apprentice. <laughs> Come on, she says, we'll be left behind. <gasps> this is a great chapter! Face it. Wholesome. Very wholesome. They meet Barkface at Sun High. Despite the tension between WindClan and RiverClan, he and Mudfur greet each other with friendly meows. Clan rivalries didn't exist between them. Yeah, medicine so like cats. medicine cats kind of, that's like, I think, why so many people like want their OCs to be medicine cats. Because like, the trauma and the trauma of being a warrior is so <laughs> much. Like being a medicine cat is just kind of like, I'll help whoever. Like I'm loyal, but. Yeah. Ugh. Well, Leafpaw notices Cinderpelt lim- limping heavily. Her old injury must be bothering her. But Cinderpelt would never admit that a pace was too much for her. So Leafpaw asks if they can have a rest. She's very tired. Cinderpelt is not fooled. Oh. But she agrees. <laughs> Cinderpelt's like, I know what I you're know doing. I know you are. Leafpaw's so very sweet. Very energetic. What a sweet Yeah, and girl. she's sensitive because she's like, I don't want to like make someone uncomfortable. So I will word this in a way so it's my fault. 
Leafpaw settles down and Mothwing settles beside her. She asks Leafpaw to test her on herbs. She doesn't want to let Mudford down if he expects her to know them all. Leafpaw asks why she's getting so worked up. She can always ask her mentor. Mudford wouldn't expect her to know everything yet. Uh... Not when I meet Star Clan. Mothwing is almost wailing in distress. She has to show them she's fit to be a medicine cat. Baby. Leafpaw almost burst out laughing. She tells her it isn't like that. They won't ask her questions. It's difficult to explain, but she's sure Mothwing has nothing to worry about. So is this her? It's this is her first time her. ever going? Okay. Yeah. It's easy enough for her, Mothwing says a little bitterly. She was born a forest cat, but Mothwing has to be better than any other cat just to be accepted into her clan. Leafpaw touches her tail to Mothwing's shoulder. She says that might be true of RiverClan, but you don't earn StarClan's approval. Oh. It's given as a gift. Oh. Which, I mean, I don't know. StarClan's little, I would say StarClan's, uh, what's the word? Um, fickle? <laughs> like a little fickle. Yeah, maybe I'll keep that in mind for the next few years. Yeah. Um, Mothwing mutters that they might not give it to her. Leafpaw stares at her in amazement. She was so strong and beautiful. <laughs> she had all the warrior skills and the chance to learn all the medicine Listen, cat you're, skills. You're like so smart and like so strong and like so banging. You're so hot. Like you're so beautiful and like gorgeous. And I can't imagine why they wouldn't want someone as like hot and sexy as you. I, I mean. There's no straight explanation for it. <laughs> but she's still afraid she didn't belong in the forest. Leafpaw moves closer and presses her muzzle into Mothwing's side and assures her that she'll be fine. Look at Firestar. He wasn't clanborn. Now he's yeah. leader. And she tells Mothwing to trust her. When she stands on the moonstone, she'll understand everything. Or in front of the moonstone, you know, you don't stand yeah, on don't it. Yeah, don't please don't <laughs> climb on it. I think that's sacrilege. Probably. The sun is setting when they approach Highstones. Leafpaw points out the mother mouth to Mothwing, but of course, Mothwing has been here. So she has been here. She just has Every apprentice is supposed to journey to the Highstones. But she says she never went farther than the mother mouth. So she never been in. Makes sense. Leafpaw says it's frightening, but wonderful, too. Mothwing says she's a warrior. She's not afraid of anything. Leafpaw settles beside her. Mothwing is trembling. <laughs> they wait for night. <laughs> Baby! Mudfur announces that it's time. They make their way into the large cavern of the Moonstone. Mothwing's fur bristles. Where are we? What's happening? Barkface tells Mothwing to come before the Moonstone. They must wait until the time comes to share tongues with Star Clan. Mothwing lets out a shuddering sigh, and Leafpaw presses against her reassuringly. She tells Mothwing that it's okay to sit, so they do so behind Cinderpelt. The moon appears through the hole in the roof, and the brilliant white light of the moonstone dazzled to life, glittering in the moonlight. Mudford comes to stand before his apprentice. Mothwing, he asks. Is it your wish to enter into the mysteries of Star Clan as a medicine cat? It is, Mothwing says. Then come forward. Mothwing follows her mentor to stand close to the stone. And Mothwing looks unearthly in the light, her golden fur pale as ash and a glint of silver in her eyes. It looks as if she's already joined the ranks of Star Clan. Leafpaw shivers and pushes that thought out of her mind reluctant to believe it could be an omen. Don't say that. <laughs> I just got her. Do Mudfer not presents. do not bury pre-bury the gaze. <laughs> Mudfur presents Mothwing to Star Clan and tells her to lie down and press her nose to the stone. Once she has, the other cats gathered to join her. Leafpaw closes her eyes and touches her nose to the stone. A series of scenes flashes across oh. her vision. 
She sees four trees, but they are bare. One of them is shaking back and forth, more violently than the strongest wind. The others stood still around it. Almost at once, it's replaced by another scene. Monsters speeding by on the thunderpath. A long line of cats trekking through the snow. There's no trees. Nothing to suggest anywhere in the clan territories. The last scene shows her squirrel paw. And Leafpaw knows she's forbidden to speak, but almost lets out a cry of relief and delight. Her sister is trotting along in broad, in a broad green field, and she can sense other cats behind her. Then the vision was gone, and she was left in darkness. Leafpaw opens her eyes. She stands, feeling oddly comforted, like she was a kid again. Starkland had preserved her link with Squirrelpaw, even though they were so far apart. The other cats are writhing as well. Mothwing's eyes blaze with a mixture of triumph and wonder. Leafpaw feels a pang of relief that they must have accepted her. Whatever she felt about her clanmates, she didn't have to doubt that Starkland approved of her. Mm. They leave the cave, and as soon as they're out, Mothwing leaped to the top of a jutting rock. She flung her head back and let out a yowl of pure triumph. <gasps> Mudfur watches, shaking his head indulgently. <laughs> Not so bad after all, was it, he says. She's a true medicine cat apprentice now. How does it feel? Wonderful, Mothwing says. She saw Hawkfrost leading a patrol and... She stops as Leafpaw widened her eyes trying to signal that medicine cats did not share their dreams until they knew what they meant. Leafpaw goes to touch noses with Mothwing. She congratulates her. She told her it would be all right. Yeah. Yes, he did, Mothwing said, her eyes shining. She says everything will be all right now. Starkland approves of her. RiverClan will have to accept her now. Mothwing bounds down the slope, and the other cats followed a little slower behind. I don't know if everything's gonna be all right. Leave Paul's wondering. I don't know if everything's gonna be all right, but I hope it's gonna be okay for a little bit. <laughs> Leave Paul wonders what Mothwing saw, and what visions had Starkland sent Cinderpelt. Her mentor looks thoughtful, but her face gives nothing away. Leave Paul shivers at the thought of her own visions. What was powerful enough to shake one of the great oaks at Four Trees? Construction equipment! Cats traveling. Also, oh. it could also signify one of the clans being on a shaky foundation. Ooh, I like that. So, and it's like, well, Shadow, shadow Clan again? Like, Wind Clan again? Like, which which one? Like, <laughs> is it River Clan again? Or is it, is it Thunder Clan? Once more. <laughs> Who? Which one of us is going to mess it up this time? Why were cats traveling in the bitter cold of Leaf Bear? She didn't say that she recognized the cats. No. I don't know. Well, maybe that journey is going to take a little longer than we thought it would. If these are signs of what the future will bring, how is she supposed to interpret them? Badly. But Leaf Paw is. <laughs> That's how I would. <laughs> Just like her daddy. <laughs> but Leafpaw is still full of hope. Even though Squirrelpaw was a long way from home, Starkland had shown her that her sister was safe. Send her back soon, Leafpaw prays silently. Wherever this journey takes them, please bring them safely home. Da 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 da! We got a cliffhanger on the boy, and the girl is having a time. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. But hey, Mothwing is very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mothwing, Mothwing is like, just the sun hits her oh right. God. Oh my god. So oh I think god. that's the biggest, the, the biggest takeaway from this episode. The biggest takeaway from this episode is uh, Mothwing is beautiful. Mothwing is beautiful. Uh, Crowwing needs to put up or shut up. And... Crowpaw. Crow, what did I call him? Crowwing? Crowwing. Yeah, it's not even correct. How am I supposed to know? Anyway. 
Crowpaw needs to put up her shut up. Oh, you already... Oh. Oh, that was an accident? That's very good, then. Okay, keep going. Uh, did I call him his right name? Yeah, you did. Anyway. Uh, and... <laughs> We, uh, I still believe construction or land development is the real bad guy. You think it was the bulldozers who were our enemies yep. all along, or whatever they used to take yeah. down trees. Probably bulldozers. So in the end, we're going to chain ourselves to the trees. Ah, yes. Okay. Excellent. Well, folks, um... I should also let you guys know, I forgot to say this at the beginning of the episode, so hopefully everyone stuck around um, for long enough, uh, but we do now have an Instagram. Um, if you want to follow us on there, um, oh, yeah. our Instagram is the same handle uh, as we have everywhere. It's WCWITCast on Instagram.com. Um, that is a spoiler-free zone. Um, nope. Spoiler-free. No promises. We'll, we'll reply or accept DMs. Um, we, we, we have, but, you know, just, it's so much easier to contact us uh, via email if it's something important. Um, you can also yeah. follow us on Twitter at WCWITCast on Twitter.com. I should say on the Instagram, we're just going to be posting old episode art and other art from us, uh, our art only. Um, and uh, also... If you want to contact us uh, some other way, if you want to directly contact us, the best way to do that is our email, which is wcwitcast at gmail.com. All of those spaces are spoiler-free, spoiler free, please. Um, and if you want to help out the podcast, best way to do that is share it with a friend. Be like, hey, listen to this episode. It's super gay. Uh, those girls are in love, and you cannot like tell me yeah. anything different. Uh, I am so excited for them. Or at least leaf paws very smitten right yeah. now. But and and we definitely have a friendship developing, so I'm ready for that. And yes. yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Because I'm Ember Hart. And I'm Tangletone. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs>